are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution. Welcome to another edition of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV, that's RLJ, and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution. Where evolution is revolution. Brother Jay, how you doing, man? Hey man, listen, we uh we has we have arrived at the end of another season, brother. We have, man. It, like, yo, that's crazy, man. We like three seasons in the books. Yeah. This, that's wild. That's that's wild, man. I was I was reflecting on that today. I'm like, yo, today we recording the the season finale of season three amidst the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, yo, for real. Like, yo, but we we've been hustling, man. So I don't really care about people's excuses during the pandemic, man. If it's something that you want to accomplish, if it's a goal that you have, yo, it, it's gonna require you to put in some work, man. And I think season three is a testament of that, yo. We we stayed consistent. Some shows were hotter than others, but you know what? We 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 did our thing for a full full season you know what i mean like yo i don't know man you gotta stand for something brother jay you gotta stand for something man yeah god damn brother jay (laughs) as as, as we talked about before you hit the record man i just feel like yo people ain't standing for nothing man oh my god i just don't i don't get it i don't get it i don't understand it man but i ain't trying to be that man that ain't my that ain't my that ain't my purview bro on life you just you gotta, can't be. And I, and I, and some of the things that I help my, my clients see is that being able to pull yourself out of the picture. Right. And, um, I had a conversation with one of my good friends from college earlier today, and we were talking about parents not being, um, proactive in getting their children prepared for college especially if their child is an athlete and they're banking on, you know, the world famous university picking my child and paying for everything. <laughs> and so Ooh. what happens when that, that doesn't happen? And it doesn't happen more frequently than it does happen, bro. Like right. people got to understand that in order for your kid to get recruited by, let's just say a power five, let's say, you know, in a, in a football vernacular, uh, with NCAA, the Power Five, those are the, the biggest money-making conferences out there, right? Mm-hmm. In order for your child to get recruited by a Power Five school in a Power Five conference, you have to be like top 0.5% yeah. of whatever it is that your, 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 your student is playing uh, participating in, like you got to be like the upper echelon of the upper echelon. And and truth of the matter is, because you know, bro, we I do this for a living. You do this for a living. Yep. If your child has not been recruited or even had a, like a prospect letter sent to them by the time that they are juniors in high school, guess what? You probably not going to a scholarship, uh, a school that's going to give you a scholarship to yep. participate in whatever athletic competition. And you'll I'm sorry invited, to say it. You'll be invited to participate. Oh, yeah. You can walk on. You can go to OTAs and practice and all that stuff. But you ain't going to get no money behind it. And that's what that's. So I during the pandemic, I've been offering um, free college counseling for parents. Mm. Right. And especially for individuals that don't know 
what do I do with this? What does this mean? What, like they're asking this question, what does this even mean, right? So I'm, I'm helping individuals through the college application process and then just getting prepared. Like what does support look like once my son or daughter goes to college and I'm five or six hours away, how can I be supportive as a parent? Um, and, you know, the conversations I've been having is real interesting, but, you know, the sad part is my phone is ringing or my email, email inbox is being over overloaded in the 11th hour oh especially now because you know the may 1st deadline it's just passing like if you don't know what the hell you're doing it's gonna be tough it's a tough right. road to climb for you and, and most of those are for individuals that you know they were star athletes in high school but they were they were just waiting for somebody to come find them and offer them you know full ride because brother jay you cannot wait it ain't it, it you can't wait you can't wait you cannot wait to think somebody gonna get a, a fresh idea to come check you out, come to your your game, yeah. review your transcripts, come talk to your mama, your or big mama. You cannot sit back and just think shit just gonna fall out of the damn sky. Your life don't work that way. It doesn't. And and you know, pulling myself out of the situation and then saying, you know, if all they've been told by individuals around them that this is what this is how they go to college, they're not gonna know any different. Right. And so operating from that sense, but um, I think good transition in terms of like being able to pull yourself out of the space and then like evaluate the space. We've been in a pandemic since March of 2020. Yo, yo, man, this summer, this summer, yo, like a year and a half, my G. Yeah. And like it has required us to pull ourselves out of the spaces that we're in and and objectively criticize or evaluate um, what's happening around us to determine our behaviors or the next steps. And so um, mental health, May is mental health awareness. It month. is, man. It is. It is. And, and I don't think we did. I don't think we did a mental health uh episode last season we did it the first season i don't think we yeah. really did it last season because we, hell, we, we was just trying to deal with the pandemic <laughs> we was just trying to survive brother Try to I, live, I baby. we i think we incorporated it into different episodes yeah. but i think for this one you know as we close out season three um let's discuss some some things that we did during the pandemic up to now um that have aided us in our mental health and our mental wellness and 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 i think also talking about what are we going to do moving forward from this moment that's real that's real man um for me at my core you know since march 11th 2020 <laughs> when they told me to pack my shit and roll <laughs> and go home it's your shit. And yeah, get man. Out. I I'll be honest with you, man. I struggled with it at first. I struggled with like uh systems process and procedure with my life at first when the pandemic first hit because I was more focused on like, yo, this is something that's unprecedented and unheard of. And you know, sometimes you got you get stuck, you get stuck at looking at like the massiveness. Yeah. of the situation right overwhelming yeah overwhelming and it, you get overwhelmed from the from just the 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 nature of the situation 
And I struggled with it a lot at first because, you know, I, like like everybody else, for me, this was new and trying to figure out like, man, you know, what does the virtual, what does the virtual space look like? Or, you know, who do I need to be checking on? Who do I want to check in on me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo, for real. Very important question. <laughs> that, like, yo, that, that's some real questions though, right? <laughs> like, who do I want to check in on me? <laughs> And, and, you know, what do I need to do? Because, man, I, you know, in our previous shows, man, I disclose a lot about my life, man. And, yo, I was, when the pandemic hit, I was just getting my my my, my uh, feet on steady ground at that time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so then that just, that kind of just, the little bit of progress that I made just went out the window at that point. And so for me, it all started with the serenity prayer, Brother mm. Jay. Like God grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change and the courage, the courage, brother Jay, to change the things that I can. And that it's that wisdom piece though, brother Jay, it's that wisdom piece and the wisdom to understand the difference. The difference between the two. Yes, sir. Yo, bro. And that, so like that has really been like at my core since the pandemic started. And I, and I say that like you talked about reframing a few seconds ago. And I've had to go through like this, this um, paradigm shift of really just reframing situations, especially as as the pandemic got thicker than the political unrest and the social the social unrest and all of these, these things were taking place. Like people who were closest to me um, really were impacted by the pandemic differently. Right. And a lot of times. I would kind of be on the receiving end of whatever they were going through for comments that they wanted to make or thoughts that they had or just even venting, right? And so, you know, thinking about the the stuff that I can change and focus on changing, I can't change people. I realize I, I can't change people. I can only change my behavior and habit around, my habits around people. Yes, sir. Right? That's and good. so with, with, with that with that being said, for me, um, it was really just about establishing like some some hardcore boundaries, mm. you know, boundaries with people, boundaries in different relationships and, and, and like being up front and speaking up for myself to say, yo, you know, when when 45 was wilding and he was a topic of conversation every day, it's like, yo, I'm not talking about him anymore because he, are, you know, the, the everything that was going on, he had too much. He already had too much, too much exposure on the media. And as a byproduct, he was getting too much headspace, free headspace in my head and the headspace around uh, and, and people uh, around me. And so for me, it was more so just like establishing some real cold boundaries and say, yo, I'm either not talking about a subject or I'm not interested in talking about a subject or letting people know straight up like, yo, this this situation is a trigger for me, man. And if we keep talking about it, yo, I, you know. Yo, Mad Max might come out. That's my alter ego, brother Jay. That's my alter ego, man. When I was, when I was, when I was, when I was, when I was coming up, man, as a, as a, as a youngin, and then when I got to college and stuff, you know, my, my line name was Short Fuse, you know, so that, that, that's indicative of, you know, short temperaments, but then, (laughs) but then Short Fuse had another, he had another late, he had another level. They say it's levels to this shit. And so it's like Short Fuse (laughs) and then it's Mad Max. 
Okay. So yeah, I was the angry, I was the angry little nigga all the time, yo. So it's like I I know certain things are just triggers. And so me, it was just like setting forth boundaries, man. And, and then people, it seemed like people wanted you, people wanted to communicate with me or engage or interact with me like on their terms mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it was what was comfortable for them. But I'm like, yo, I'm 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 equally valuable in this scenario. And so in order for us to engage, yo, these are the boundaries, these are the expectations, because I have my own terms too, because life ain't all about you the same way life ain't all about me. So, you know, the things that I could change was really like boundaries. And then the the fact of the matter is the relationships that I cared about and that were pouring into me and that were meaningful to me. It was really about just investing with intention in those relationships. You know, my, my loved ones, a business relationship, the things that I knew, like, yo, if the pandemic ended to tomorrow, or if it carries out two years from now, like, these are the relationships that are still important. So I I need yeah. to invest in them now. And so I was really just trying to communicate with people that was riding with me, man, like with intention, with intention, because I felt like we, we in it together, but it also, they, they have to see from me a, uh, a commitment that I want to see them prosper. I want to see them being well. It can't always be about me. And then finally, brother Jay, I think it was more so uh, just about gratitude, man. Like waking up every morning and just saying, God, thank you. I don't know what I'm thanking you for, but I know I probably missed out on a few before. And I know, I, I know I owe you one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you, it, it's God. So, you know, God, God can't nobody repay God for nothing, but it's like, yo, the fact that my feet are planted on the ground, thank you, because whatever went bad the previous day, I got a new opportunity to, to do something better today. Or if I can't figure it out today, yo, I got I can plan for today for tomorrow. And so I would say for me, man, it really came down to just like establishing, establishing realistic boundaries, investing with intention in my relationships and then that gratitude piece, because. Man, you know. We, we have, within our own family, we've lost loved ones over the last year. Our, uh, people within our circle have lost loved ones over this past year. And, you know, that's kind of been like the elephant in the room yeah. the whole year and a half. Like, yo, life is short, man. Regardless if COVID take you out, uh, drugs take you out, a heart attack take you out, or you get in a car accident or whatever, you know, life tomorrow is never promised. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it became, I think the 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 tools that I used, the gratitude was elevated. You know, the relationships were elevated. The boundaries were that much more important because I know I had limited time. Yeah. You know. But I would I would say like. It, it, it was it, it was it's, it's difficult to do, but I had to I had to get I got into a couple of situations, bro, over the last year. I really had to just kind of reframe my thinking when dealing with certain people. Mm. Cause you know, you know, we talk about it all the time. I've been saying it the last year that the world is unbalanced. The world is unbalanced. Cause it is, man. I feel like people are getting dumber. People are getting lazier. People are like devoting more t- time and attention to stuff that really don't count. You know what I mean? Like I had a conversation over the weekend. Somebody asked me, well, yeah. Uh, what do you think about Portia? Portia from Real Housewives of Atlanta. I think yeah. I think that's the show. I can't remember if it's Love or Hip. I think it's I think it might be the Housewives show of Atlanta or whatever. But anyway, 
I, I, I didn't know who Portia was because if honestly, if I walked past her on the street, I wouldn't know who she was. But then they said, oh, it was Portia that used to uh, used to be married to uh, Cordell Stewart that played for yeah. the Steelers. I was like, oh, the Slash, you know, that was one of the, the first uh, run, run, run passes who could do everything, play multiple positions and was a quarterback in NFL. So context. Right. And so they say, well, Portia, I guess, married like a cult, like a co-star's husband of the show or whatever. And they asked me, they said, well, yeah, what do you think about it? I'm like, well, I really don't have an opinion because I, I I haven't been, I purposely have not been following that type of stuff over the last year. Yeah. Um, and so they were explaining the situation. I say, well, okay, well, I don't think Portia marrying the ex-husband of her coworker makes her like a horrible person, but it's probably not in poor taste. It probably is in poor taste though. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> It might be in poor taste, but you 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 reality TV star. I don't expect anything more of you. You know what I mean? Your your job is to keep the show interesting. Facts, but they but they were like they were like, well, no, you know, I I don't see anything wrong with it. Some people are mad about it. Blah 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 blah. And I was just like, yo, are people are people paying attention to to this type of stuff as a distraction, or or, or like is it meaningful to them? And I don't know, but I just say like part of the boundaries was also like cutting out the bullshit too, man. Like certain social media posts or somebody posts some wild shit on social media on my timeline. Like if I'm, if I ain't thick with you, then I could unfriend you, unfollow you, whatever. It ain't no, it ain't no skin off my back. You know, it's, it's, it's not hurting me because I, but, but what I'm not going to do is like give you the time and space to entertain bullshit. Yeah. And I do feel like people have kind of been in extremes over the pandemic like people have either gone in like all the way seclusion and that ain't really healthy or people is like in the shit with all the little dumb shit that goes on in life and i don't think that's healthy either and so i've just been trying to find that healthy balance man like you know the situations ain't good or bad it is but going back to that serenity prayer man god please grant me the serenity to accept the things I can't change. And when I say things, I mean people, places, and things. Yeah, nouns. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yo, bro, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, it's real. It's real, brother Jay. And so I just don't, I, I, I've been just trying to do my part not to, not to bring harm to anybody and try to create as much harmony as I can, but not sacrificing my mental stability and awareness at, at the same time. That's good. Um, I, so for me, I, this, it provided me a pause, right? And, you know, when I, when we worked together, I always said there was power in the pause. And so whenever I had too much happening around me, I would just have to pause it, be like, come back in five minutes. Or I would excuse myself from the environment to get some clarity about how I should move forward. And this this whole entire space within the pandemic provided a pause. And you, know, you talked about boundaries. And one of the questions that I ask my clients on our call is, are you standing in your boundaries? Don't just create boundaries and, you know, get mad when people don't, you know, respect them because it's really not up to people to respect them. It's up to you it's up to you to enforce them. 
right? I can't force you to respect anything that you don't have the desire to. What I can do is enforce them. And then if you don't respect them, remove myself or prevent you from getting access to me in the level to which a boundary can be seen as an interference. And so being able to stand in my boundaries, one thing that, I, that I've said often is just because I'm available, I mean, just because I'm free doesn't mean I'm available. Right. A lot of times people will ask me if I'm free or if I'm doing anything at seven o'clock. No, I'm doing nothing. And so, oh, I got a question. I said, no, no, no. You don't. So I'll send a screenshot and on my calendar, it says nothing. I said, no, this is what I'm doing. I'm not available, but you can hit me up before, you know, after a certain time tomorrow morning and before my phone goes on do not disturb at 6 p.m. If you haven't been granted certain level of access on my phone, I don't see your messages. Notifications are silenced because I'm standing in my boundaries. A lot of times, right, that's when I'm no longer doing, you know, the nine to five work and I'm able to focus on other things, or maybe I just need a, a, a second to process and I don't want any distractions. So that, that's the time for me to reflect and then plan. And man, and you can't you can't take very many distractions because you work like a Jamaican, man. You got 20 <laughs> jobs, bro. You got 20 I, jobs. You know what I'm saying? I got, so I got a I got a lot of things going on, right? <laughs> yeah, like for real. If I'm not on a Zoom call for work, I'm on a Zoom call for coaching. And if I'm not doing that, like I sit on three board of directors. I'm we got a podcast. I, I'm a coach, I'm a consultant. And then, you know, that's in addition to the Monday through Friday nine to five work. And so being able to firmly stand in my boundaries and not make any exception to it. And I had to, I had a conversation with a, with a couple that I'm counseling and I said, personal boundaries don't have exceptions. And so like, whether you're in a relationship with somebody, whether it's family, it can also be children, whether it's colleagues, whether it's friends, associates, neighbors, my boundary is my boundary, regardless of who, who you are and your role in my life. If I say I need two hours of silence, that means I need two hours of silence by myself. I don't want you around me. Don't call, ask if I'm okay. Just give me what I just asked for, two hours of silence, right? Another thing that I um, did heavy was um, I increased my journaling and reflecting uh, moments, right? So incorporating meditation and yoga at the beginning of the day, um, as well as the close of the day. And sometimes if a stressful meeting just took place in the middle of the day, so I can recenter myself and, and I'm, and being real intentional not to give people the energy they don't deserve. So if I get out of a heated conversation with person A, I do whatever I need to do so that when person B has a conversation with me, they're not getting the energy from person A, right? And so being able to compartmentalize those things so that there's no spillover or carryover because that can damage relationships as well. Um, listening to my body and responding accordingly. Whew, that's heavy, man. Yeah, right. that's real. When I'm tired, I, go, I, get, I, I get rest. <laughs> I, I cancel activities, I cancel meetings. I'm not going, I'm not calling, I'm not answering, I'm not responding. I'm getting in my bed and I'm going to rest. 
whether I need to go to sleep, whether I just need to sit there and watch TV and not think about anything, or maybe I just need to lay in a room in silence, whatever my body is telling me. Um, if I'm stressed, then I need to remove the thing that's stressing me or remove myself from the thing that's causing the stress. If I'm sad or feeling depressed, then I need to remove the thing that's causing that or transfer my body into a place to where I am no longer getting the sad or depressed energy. Transitioning that into um, being just being more intentional about the time and the energy, bro. Like, mm -hmm. you can call me and complain, and you know, you and I, we both said this yo, your problems ain't my problems. Yeah. Right. So I'll listen and then I'll help you solve them. But if you want to stay stuck in complain mode, I'll end the conversation. Yo, that's, that's draining. That's draining as hell, man. It's, it's draining and it's also disrespectful, right? You're disrespecting my time because you don't have a desire to to want to solve it. And I used the analogy the other day. I said, some people like to be broken clocks because a broken clock will get attention. You know that clock is wrong? like, And so a, a lot of people don't want to be fixed. And that's that's perfectly fine. That 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 is perfectly fine. <laughs> Like, mm -hmm. but you, you, you're going to have to do that every some, somewhere else. Right. And so, and, and I've also been real intentional about if you come to me with a problem um, on Monday, the next time I talk to you on Wednesday, you can't come to me with the same problem if you haven't taken additional steps. Right. Or if you are aware of the solution, but you just don't want to, to take the action steps to make the solution come to yeah. existence, then we, you no longer get access to me in that way. And um, a lot of people have had their feelings hurt, self-inflicted, of course, because I had to stop them. I'm like, at this moment, right, we've had this conversation several times of which you have done nothing different to get different results. And we men, man, we men, we don't come to us with problems if you don't want a, a solution to try the, to fix it. The way our, the way our brains that's are how we That's how we process shit, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> And so I, I had to be real intentional when people come to me. I'm like, okay, cool. Are we venting or are we in solution mode? We're venting. So I hit mute and I let them vent. And then so someone else said, well, so what are your thoughts? Nothing. You were venting. You were getting it out. You wasn't in solution mode. And so like now if we're in solution mode, tell me the part you need a solution for. Right. And so being real careful about how I invest my energy, my emotions, my feelings, my intellect, and my time. Um, you don't get to waste my time more than once. I had a, a, a client counsel on me five minutes before the session. That's fine. Payment was accepted already. You don't get refunds. It's in terms of conditions. Then the third meeting, second one, they came a little late. So I had a stern talking to the th third meeting. They were later than the second meeting. So I said, unfortunately, this ends our relationship. This ends our relationships in terms of coach and a coachee like i'm canceling the contract you don't have to pay for the early contract um cancellation you you are not ready for for this process and to continue to show up late and not come prepared is a disrespect of my time um and my gift and you know you got to protect your gift and so Fast. At, at this moment right i can make some recommendations and some referrals to some individuals who can further assist you but i i can't be on that list they kind of understood they was in their feelings and not, you know, your feelings are valid, just not here. Yeah. Right? This, it's, this is a business. And then I think the biggest thing for me, Kev, has been saying no. 
if I don't want to do something, it's no. Someone says, hey, uh, <laughs> I remember someone called my mother and said, hey, tell your son to give me a call. No. No. No, I'm not. Right? You have my direct information. You didn't follow the instructions that I gave you previously. You don't get access to me like this anymore. I don't care even if you do go through my mother. It's no. Right? If someone says, hey, you want to go here? I don't. If I have to hesitate to say yes, then it should be no. So I'm saying no. Cutting out I the think, middle man. Absolutely. Because yeah. I think a, a lot of our problem and stress is saying yes too quickly and no, not quick enough. And so if I can't within three seconds give you a joyful and a cheerful gift of in, in my response of yes, then it's no. Hey, um, having this event would love for you to I'm listening and it sounds like it's too much I'm looking at my calendar nope and someone was like you don't even know when it is I, fair but I know my current bandwidth mm -hmm. and I can't take on take on any more projects and so standing in my no because a lot of times we say no and then we we let people talk us into it no no thank you I'm not going and or, or I'm not participating especially in the middle of a pandemic um, Yo, uh, add, the, add the fact that we black men in America, man, we don't got that much time to begin with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, that's the that's, that's some real shit. Okay. We, we are black men in America in the midst of a pandemic with all of the chaos and fuckery going on, yo. Tomorrow ain't promised for us, man. Right. And I need and people to understand that. Like, if you're going to come to me with some shit, remember, my tomorrow ain't promised, man. <laughs> limited. Okay. It's for real. Limited. And, and I think those those saying no and standing, which also ties into, uh, you know, standing in my boundaries, that has been something that has provided me with so much. Um, and, you know, part of that standing in your boundaries is checking people when they start to encroach. Right. Like someone called me because my phone's on do not disturb. You know, if you call twice, then the phone will let you through. No, you still get ignored. Now, now keep in mind, Kev, my phone stays on silent 24-7. Unless you're on my favorites list, right? It stays on silent. And if I don't have my watch on, I don't even know that you're contacting me because my phone is probably not near me. Right? And so, like, if it's an emergency, I always tell people, I was like, you should probably call your emergency contact because like the people who would reach me in emergency can get through to me. And so, and most of the time when people are contacting me and it's after a certain time, they don't want anything. I don't, I don't have time to have pointless conversations. I don't, right? People will call, I'll call someone. I got two questions to ask. I ask those two questions. <clears throat> I make sure they're good. And I end the call. Like, I don't have to stay on the phone for 15, 20 minutes or one hour or two. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not going to do it. And you so, shouldn't have to, bro. And, 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 I'm, and I was laughing. Um, I'm in a group chat and someone was like, hey, this is what we're going to do. I was like, okay, y'all have fun. And so they tried to like evoke peer pressure i was like you already know i didn't give in to peer pressure in college okay <laughs> so, I, I don't give a damn about peer pressure man yeah this isn't it's not gonna work and so just just being being intentional and standing in my boundaries and i think from this um 
I, I there's a quote that I have on uh, my board at my office, and it says, "Things that we lose in the fire, we can also find in the ashes." And so sometimes, like this pandemic, even though it cost us the loss of loved ones, family members, friends, and across the country, over six hundred thousand deaths. I still think that this moment of pause and cessation um, did provide us with something to where, yes, it could seem like destruction, but it also was a moment um, to handle what we needed to handle, right? And when we were actually in the midst of the fire, it wasn't necessarily that we were being burned, but think things that were around us that weren't serving purpose were being removed. And, and moving forward, right, I'm, I've, I've been one to say no, but now I'm saying no just because it's, it's easy. It sounds good, right? I'll, sometimes I'll call people back. <laughs> no. I'll be like, so smooth. Like, it rolls off the tongue so well. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, as a kid, that's one of the first, first things that you learn how to say is no. Even when they want something, they shake their head the wrong way, right? And so understanding that, um, you know, sometimes I'll be like, yo, I think I said no too fast. Go ahead and finish what you were saying. Then when they give me the full story, I'm like, oh, never mind. Uh, it's still no, but I just wanted to get the full context. Um, I'm still going to say no. I'm practicing meditation, mindfulness, um, intentionality, and um, just regulating the energy that I allow around me. Hey, man, Andre 3000, Outcast said it best on the Aquamini album, Return of the Gangster. Right. He says, people want to say, peace, my brother, peace, this peace, that, you know what I'm saying? But every time uh, I try to get a peace of mind, niggas try to get a peace of mind. So I got to grab yeah. my peace. Yeah. Now, now you could you could you could flip that double entendre as many ways as you need to flip it. But the, the part of the part of the matter that the fact of the matter that really sticks out for me, I got to grab my peace. Whichever piece that it is, because I'm gonna protect my piece at all costs. At all costs. And and I think that's where we as black men have to be. But we have to have that by any means necessary mentality when it comes to our mental wellness and our peace. And I I saw something the other day and it had me reflecting like people can't give me peace, right? And so it's like. <laughs> You know, your favorite phrase, and I'm going to bring it up. Hopefully it's not a trigger, but like, mm -hmm. no, be his peace, be her peace. And I'm like, no, I don't need anybody to be my peace. What I need is them to be at peace so they don't disturb my peace. Mm -hmm. Because if they're not at peace, then me being with them is not going to be peaceful. And so, no, I don't need you to be my peace. I need you to be at peace within yourself. So you don't disturb the peace that I have already enacted. God gives me peace that transcends all human understanding, brother Jason. Listen. I don't need a human being to try to be my peace. You, you did? Because chances are you flawed. You. you can't. Yeah. Not as the world, though. The nah. peace that I give to you. That's what he says. Yeah. Uh, and the world didn't give it. And the world sure enough can't take it, brother. For sure. You know, but, you know, mental mental health awareness month, man, um, we definitely wanted to shout out the cause. We'll be posting some resources that we uh, kind of put together and have available on all our social media platforms, et cetera, just to commemorate the month. But also, hey, man, if you if you're out there listening, 
and you're going through challenges and, and tribulations, you're not out there by yourself. You're not on an island. And I, I know a lot of times we think that uh, our situations kind of force us into this vortex of solitude where we got to yes, just own it and take it all on ourselves. And that's just not the way life works, man, because everybody who has been successful at anything in life has gotten there through the help of somebody else. Absolutely. You know, indirectly so, or directly, indirectly yeah. or directly. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that has kept me through this whole pandemic is some stuff that I was kind of learning when I was really trying to figure out religion and figure out my relationship with God. You know what I'm saying? It's that God works through people and situations. And I think God has worked through the pandemic for sure, just because it sat people down on the couch to figure out like what's important in life. Yeah. Cause, cause, cause everything that's going on around us, you know, life isn't promised tomorrow. Fair. For and, real. I, I, and it's just, you know, there's, there's going back to what I said earlier, it's, there's power in the pause and this has caused us to, you know, transmogrify what we do and be more intentional about um, the places we're going, the people that we're seeing, right? Those person, people, uh, places and things, those nouns, right? Just being more intentional um, and just being gatekeepers of our wellness. We, we, we have to, if no one else is going to, I was on a call yesterday and I was like, Givers need to learn to set limits because takers never do. And so knowing that you gotta you gotta be a better shift manager. You gotta manage your resources better and control the access because if not, you know, advantages, um, people can take advantage of you. And then, you know, where does that leave you? Yeah, man, it's like a credit card. You know what I'm saying? If you had an unlimited credit, you know, a credit card with no limit and you just keep running up, running up, buying shit that ain't good for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you wish you had that limit. <laughs> yeah. And, and those limitations. And so, yeah, man. But, uh, hey, another season in the books, Brother Jay. I, it's been a pleasure, man. It's been an honor and a pleasure, man. Like, yo, we, we, we've we been in the foxhole all year, all year and a half, you know what I mean? Yeah. Been in the foxhole, just trying to be consistent, providing our listeners with content and, and members of the village with content, man. And we definitely thank everyone who has been out there supporting us uh, all three seasons. Season four, we coming back at y'all asses sometime uh, towards the end of the summer after Labor Day. In the meantime, between time, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be posting some, some recaps of previous shows over the summer so you won't miss us for too long, you know what I mean? And we're going we're gonna to try to get some events uh, out there in these streets this summer. But uh, we just appreciate all of the listeners and, and supporters of the Gang Recognized Gang podcast with RLJ and Kev. We appreciate you so much. And um, it's because of y'all that we've been able to get through this pandemic successfully as a, as a, as a podcast, as two men, and just trying to spread the message the best way we can, man. So we thank y'all. Yeah, everyone, listen, thanks for rocking with us. Stay safe. The pandemic is not over. The, the people just want money. And um, just because things are opening up, that doesn't mean that everything is safe. That just means that they got room for you in the ICU. So be careful. <laughs> Wash your hands. Uh, continue to wear your mask, 
Even yeah, why, why are you mask, man? Don't don't I get it. They say you can, you know, you can relax the mask code, but man, just keep a mask on you at all times just in case. Cause I don't trust everybody. Everybody walking around without a mask, I'm sure is not vaccinated. So <laughs> and remember, you are like you you have to be the one to guard and protect you. And so um bro, grab your piece, wrap. baby. Grab your piece. That's a wrap for season three, my brother. Hey, man, it's been a pleasure, brother Jay, man. And to our listeners, uh, you've just witnessed another edition of the Game Recognized Game podcast with RLJ and Kev. I am your humble servant of a host, KEV. And that is my suave, debonair, sophisticated brother, RLJ. <laughs> and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin, melanin evolution. evolution evolution is revolution until we see you all again in season four be safe and be light be light